welcome everybody to the Hockey Think Tank podcast brought to you by the HockeyThinkTank.com, a website for all players, parents, and coaches to go to get a little bit of education and a little bit of inspiration regarding the greatest game on the planet. What an episode we have for you guys here today. We bring on former first overall NHL draft pick Patrick Stefan onto the podcast. And what a story Patrick has had. Uh, he grew up and was born in the Czech Republic and came over here to the States at 16 years old to play in the IHL, which was the second best league at the time, uh, kind of like what the AHL is today in his two years before his draft year, where he was drafted number one right in front of the Sedins to the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, he ended up playing uh, parts of seven NHL seasons and over 450 NHL games. He's a sixth leading scorer in Atlanta Thrashers history, uh, was a career that uh, didn't necessarily go as planned. Uh, he had a bunch of injuries, uh, said some concussions, and then a debilitating hip injury that ultimately ended his career uh, at the age of 27. Uh, but now he's doing some amazing things in the hockey world. Uh, he's an agent uh, and an advisor to, to kids coming up in the, in the game. Uh, he also runs a Hockey IQ, Hockey Sense video business as well. And uh, had a great conversation with him. But before we do get over to Patrick, let's bring on another great guy and Jeff Lovecchio, the talent of the podcast. Vex, what's going on today, man? Not much, brother. Just uh, getting excited to see uh, see my NHL guys leaving here to go back to their, their teams, get ready to hopefully start up their NHL seasons. That would be unreal. Just to watch some TV or just to watch some hockey on TV would be, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 100%. I mean, they're they're all excited, you know, and I, I train a bunch of the younger guys. So hopefully they'll get opportunities too. you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. And with this thing spreading left and right, you know, if big players get it. They're going to need younger guys to step up and fill a bigger role. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Hopefully they play and, and give everybody some, some hockey to watch here. Yeah, for sure. I think everybody's just, it's a weird time right now, man. Like everybody's kind of cooped up at home and just wanting to get out and people are getting out and things are spiking. It's just, uh, it's kind of a weird time for sure. But uh, having the opportunity to watch some hockey, I mean, that would be, be, it would be a nice antidote to this problem. At least for me. (laughs) I would agree with you, man, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately you were not able to be on this podcast. So it sucks, suck not to have you. Yeah, that sucks to not have you have me. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. Just been working a lot lately. I know you hate when I say that, but <laughs> had a lot of work to do tonight. Had some meetings, so unfortunately, I couldn't be on this one. But uh, sounds like it was a great one from from our talk uh, pre-recording here. This now, so tell me, tell me what's up. Give give yeah. the snippets for the people. Give them some yeah. teasers. Hey man. I mean, it was a great conversation. I mean, when you're drafted first overall in the NHL, I mean, there's so much that comes with that. And, and a lot of, you know, some of the different things that he faced uh, as he went through the younger stages of his career are, are honestly a lot of issues that kids are facing nowadays in terms of a lot of pressure and in terms of being told a bunch of different things by a bunch of different people and kind of being pulled in different directions. And um, he was really honest and candid about a lot of the things 
Um, one of the questions I asked him was just about, um, you know, if you can go back as a, as a 40 year old and, and talk to your, your 17 or 18 year, year old self, what would, you know, what kind of advice would you give yourself? And uh, he was great with, with a lot of it because there were a lot of ups and downs to, to his career. Um, and uh, it was just a, a fantastic conversation. I think a lot of kids and I think a lot of parents, we talk a lot about parents too. Um, we'll get a lot, a lot, a lot out of this one. Yeah, I mean, there, everyone deals with pressure differently and everyone has pressure and there's there's external pressures and then there's internal pressures, you know, and everyone needs to learn how to work through when you have that pressure, whether you're the first overall pick like Stefan was or you're the last pick of the draft or you're an A player trying to make the double A team. It doesn't matter. You're going to feel pressure. You're going to have those situations that might give you um, some nerves or some anxiety or something and listen to people like this who've been through the ringer and had probably more pressure external pressures and probably internal pressures than any of us could probably ever know can definitely help you learn some coping mechanisms and some ways to 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 deal with those things especially on a level where you need to uh, perform every single day day in and day out yeah for sure no I give some great advice um, some great perspective. Again, that's something that we talk about a lot. Um, and and uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of what our young people are dealing with today as they're going up and having dreams of doing the stuff that Patrick did, um, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of positive things, but there's also a lot of things that are going to try to hold you down, hold you back. And, and uh, just having honest conversations about, and, and one of the things I love about some of the people that we bring on the podcast, like Patrick, who've done these great things is that it didn't come without sacrifice. It didn't come without bad times. It doesn't come without adversity. And he's the first to tell you that, um, in his, let's call it second career in hockey as an agent advisor and, and someone that helps a lot of kids coming through right now. Um, a lot of those lessons that he learned, he's able to um, speak with the younger generation of today so they can have a better perspective on how to navigate the, the craziness of what it takes to, to make it to that level because it's, it ain't easy. I mean, it, it may look like it's easy when you're watching YouTube. It may look like it's easy when you're watching the inside all access type stuff on the internet or on TV and stuff, but people don't understand the, the grind and the mental toll that it takes to be one of the greats in your sport. It just, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And, and having people on the podcast like him to be able to share their stories about that stuff, I think kids will get a better perspective and understanding for what it takes to get there and, and can help them through their journeys as they, uh, as they go through them. A hundred percent, man. And I, I have a saying that I say in the gym every single day, every single session, probably whether it's one-on-one -on -one or, or, you know, when it's not COVID and I have a bunch of guys in there. Um, uh, I always say the guy, if it was easy, everyone would be good. Like if it, it's not easy and younger players need to know that, not that that needs to scare them, but you know, that you have to be passionate. Like you always say, first and foremost, you have to have that passion, but like, there's going to be those, those low points. There's going to be those hard times and you got to learn to get through those. And that's why I love hockey so much is because all those tough times that I experienced in the game through, you know, ups and downs and winning and losing and, you know, whatever, whatever, like it, it's helped me in life. I feel like so much, like so much. And that's why I think the game of hockey and why you think the game of hockey is so important and such a great team sport for kids to get into, to learn how to cope with those things and how to overcome adversity and things like that. And 
You know, it's like, if it was easy, everyone would be good. If it was easy, everyone would be as jacked as I am. It's not, right? It's not easy. So it takes work, bro. Or as tall as I am, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It is fun. I think about that sometimes because I think youth sports in general, but, you know, youth hockey has gotten a little bit out of control. But there is a little piece of that craziness that I think does some good for our kids because it's hard to be a youth hockey player. It's hard to practice three times a week, especially for some people that are driving an hour and back to practice every day where you got to manage your time and do your homework in the car and, and things like that. So, you know, it is crazy and, and we have to do things to make it less like that and, and make it a little bit more fun and enjoyable for the kids and the families. But at the, at the end of the day too, you have to tip your cap a little bit because it's, it's, providing our kids an experience that's that's tough and and that at the end of the day is a good thing for them going through struggle going through tough times it's uh it's a necessary and very important part in the development process and uh and and forget about hockey just from a from a life standpoint so i don't know maybe it is a little bit of a double-edged sword and uh maybe we should embrace the craziness a little bit more I agree. I, I mean, I totally agree. But I think there's like the good kinds of crazy and the bad kinds <laughs> yeah, of crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. we, you know, we all know what the bad kinds of crazy are. Like the real, the, the standout, like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, obviously we need to lose that. There's no doubt about that, but you are right. Like it is a double-edged sword. And, you know, some of the hardest times that I went through in hockey that coaches put me through are also the reason that I'm a pretty mentally tough individual. Uh, you know, so like, there's no doubt that, that those hard times shaped the way I look at things and the way that I try and always find the good in things. So, um, you know, and that's interesting for the coaches to hear too, because in today's society, you know, I don't want to like the wussification of society. Like you don't want to go that way either. You know, you don't want to lean to like just telling everyone they're good and telling everyone they can be whatever they want and they don't have to put in work. Like that's not real either. You know? So like, obviously we're, we fall in the middle, um, you know, we need, we need both of, of those ends of the spectrum, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's all about, I mean, I, I talk about this all the time in my team building stuff. I mean, what's more important, what happens to you or the way you choose to react to the things that happen to you? Second one. <laughs> and uh so we're all going to face struggle we're all going to go through tough times but the way that we frame our actions and the way that we think about those tough times that's going to ultimately be the mental muscle and the emotional muscle that we're going to have to get through those tough times that we're going to have in the future so um it, it all gets put into perspective on this podcast we certainly missed you on it but um but it's cool to be able to talk to somebody with that kind of story of that caliber uh, of a hockey player and uh, a lot of people get a lot out of it so i'm excited to bring it to everybody and and also uh man thanks thanks to everybody for the reception that we got for the outstanding women in hockey series i mean jeff you and i had a blast having the opportunity to speak to the four women that we did on the podcast. And for me, you know, even talking to a couple more in our Instagram lives and with, uh, with the 10 questions stuff that we did and uh, women's hockey is, is on the rise, man. It is absolutely 100% on the rise. 
and uh, to be able to highlight them and celebrate women's hockey and to, to get the backing of the PWHPA for it too. Um, you know, we just appreciate and thank everybody for hopping on board over the last couple of weeks with that. And uh, if you haven't listened to, to the podcast conversations that we have with those four outstanding women and uh, Nicole Hensley and Moore Kroll and Jana Hefford and, and Teresa Feaster, we encourage you to go back and listen to those um, because they're great stories. Uh, and, uh, and, Again, a lot of little girls can get a lot out of them. Uh, a lot of boys can get a lot out of the stories uh, because of what these people have done in the business. And uh, go and listen to them. Go and listen to them. They're great. Go listen to them or else. <laughs> Um, but with that, we should, uh, we should head it over to, uh, to Patrick here before we do get over to him. Obviously want to thank gel sticks, our title sponsor, head on over to gel sticks, G E L S T X.com. Use the promo code think tank one word to get a discount on some awesome training aids for your shooting in the basement, on the ice, in the weight room, in the garage, wherever it is, you take your shots today. Train heroic Jeffrey Lavecchio. TH Train Heroic. I want to thank them. That's the app that I have uh, all of my training programs on to help people right now. Um, and just moving forward, I'll have them on there. We, when Even when we extinguish the stupid COVID thing, <laughs> still be putting workouts up there to help uh, players, parents, and coaches train in a, a smarter and harder way. So thank you, Train Heroic, uh, for hooking us up with, uh, with doing that. Wow, some of that sounded really professional, like you were legit reading that from a cue card. And then I said, hooking us up. And, <laughs> and then yeah. you totally ruined it. You yeah. blew it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as we were talking about pressure, you know what I was thinking about? No. Ray Finkel. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn? What do you know about pressure? Pressure. <laughs> Ace Ventura. This is out, Dan. <laughs> Um, but, uh, before we get over to Patrick, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting our mission to make the hockey game better. And, uh, we hope that this conversation with, uh, a former first overall draft pick in the NHL can, uh, can provide some awesome perspective for you. So, uh, without further ado, let's head it on over to Patrick Stephan. We are so excited to have on this episode of the podcast all the way from beautiful, sunny California, Patrick Stefan. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Trying to enjoy some, uh, some sun in here in Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, it's too bad we can't be in the rinks right now to enjoy a little bit of cold. But uh, if you're going to be anywhere, I guess Southern, Southern California is a pretty good place to be. Hey, you know what? It's July, so you know I'm I'm okay with being uh, spending some time at the beach instead of a rinks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Very, very true. Um, well, we certainly appreciate you coming on the podcast very much, and you're up to some some pretty amazing things uh, in the hockey world today. But uh, typically, what we do uh, before we get into a bunch of that stuff is we uh, we love to take it way back and and talk about how you fell in love with the great game of hockey. So you grew up in Czech, and um, talk to us a little bit about uh, growing up there and who some of your influences. Were was and and uh what allowed you to fall in love with this great game of hockey yeah so i mean obviously i i grew up in in a small town in czech um you know where i started about six seven years old um you know, i guess you can say my uh hockey was in our blood um you know my my grandfather was pretty good hockey player my father played some hockey my uncle played some hockey and you know obviously uh, the game of hockey it's pretty popular in, in czech so um you know, obviously, the, my parents uh, put me on the ice, and I guess uh, you can say that I fall in love with it from the from the day one. Um, 
you know, I, I play there, I play my hometown, small town. And then, um, you know, about age 11, I moved to the, to Prague to obviously play for the big club, uh, called Sparta Praga, uh, uh, that I play until I, I left, uh, basically Czech, you know, at 16 years old to pursue my, uh, North American experience. And, uh, hopefully, um, you know, I had a chance to, to be drafted and play at the National Hockey League. Um, you know, obviously it's a kind of summary of the, of the step-by-step. Uh, obviously it was a lot longer process, a lot, uh, lot more challenging than just what I said, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, for, for a kid that's from, from the small town, I think it was about 50,000 people. Um, they have obviously opportunity to, you know, to get this far, to be drafted and have a chance to play at the National League. Obviously, it's, uh, it was a uh, you know, dream come true for me, you know, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, uh, you know, while you were in Czech, uh, someone that's a, a real big friend of the show is, is Paul Stastny and, and his dad, Peter, is yeah. you know somebody that's obviously uh, a legend there in Czech and still is involved uh, to this day. Um, you know, Jeff, who unfortunately couldn't be on here today. So he grew up playing with Paul all the way up through his minor oh. hockey and was coached by Peter. Uh, was he somebody that a lot of the people your age looked up to as somebody who went over to North America and, and had the career that he did and just so like undercover too. I mean, nobody knows that he's like the second in points in the 1980s yeah. behind Gretzky. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, obviously the, the name and, and, um, you know, he was one of the first ones. Uh, so there's no question about it. I mean, for me, I mean, obviously I was born in 80, right? So, you know, I'm, you know, I was, you know, I didn't, wasn't really that much experience in my, you know, um, um, age, you know, that knowing too much about um, his success and his story. Um, I think I came on a bit later, you know, when the guys like Yarmi Yager, Dominic Hasek, those guys, you know, were, you know, really obviously big influencers in, in Czech, um, you know, and obviously made it big here in National Hockey League. So I think that, you know, I mean, those two guys or, or that kind of generation was obviously a little, probably more, a little bit more closer to me because uh, the age, you know, and then just uh, the the timing of that, you know, when, when they, you know, left and, and pursued a North American and, and NHL, you know, life, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, how uh, how old were you, and where were you at when uh, the Czech won the gold medal in the Olympics? And was that a pretty similar oh, moment for you as well? Yeah, yeah, it was for sure. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, I think anytime you have a small country like Czech uh, to have a chance to win the win the Olympics, it's uh, it's huge. I remember actually, you know, the the celebration, and I felt like the whole country was celebrating. You know, not just a, a city or a couple of <laughs> cities. And because, you know, obviously Czech is a is, is small uh, country, but obviously hockey is one of the most popular sports, uh, you know, if not the most popular sport, um, you know, just a huge accomplishment. I remember those, you know, remember that day, though, the, the, that time over there and Dominic Hasek was just, <laughs> you know, obviously, obviously on fire. And, and I think it obviously says a lot about a team and a character. And, you know, obviously we had lots of good players, but, you know, I think that, you know, the team, Play great together as a team. Obviously, uh, unreal goaltending, and I think that when you get into the tournament situation, I think that's what happens. You know, I mean, you have a hard goalie. You know, you play well as a team, and you know, I think just everything just kind of fall into place. And yeah, I mean, it was it was an amazing accomplishment. I remember that, and you know, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, the celebration and, and everything afterward was 
pretty amazing and <laughs> and if anything just even more motivation you know like oh my god like i mean this is right that's you know you want to do that you want to play for your country you know playing the national hockey is one thing you know but you know you always want to do well for your country and and go to the olympics or world championships and do well you know so <clears throat> yeah yeah and uh do you like how much of pins and needles were you on in that shootout when they were uh, playing against canada <laughs> that must have been just like you know i don't know where you were but like everybody just on the, the tip of their seat just ready to like it that must have been such a crazy just couple of minutes for you guys yeah it was and and it's actually interesting because like i mean when you go through that process it's in the shootout right it's almost like it's it's a different game, right? Because it's it's now it's now it's it's a one on one, right? It's it's a player against the goalie, you know. You get the the mindset, you know. What are you going to do? You know what the goalie's going to do? You try to read him. So, um, yeah, and it's 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 intense in a way, but I think it's so much more intense because it's basically just that that crucial move or shot, it's in or it's not, right? It's yeah. like it's like a fifty fifty, <laughs> you know, what's going to happen here? So. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Like I said, I mean, it was just uh, really fun, uh, obviously, and then a huge accomplishment for you know for checks. Yeah, big time, big time. That's uh, that was an incredible, incredible tournament. But uh, shifting back over to to your career, it, you know, you mentioned you came over here to play in the IHL, which was the next league right below the NHL at the time yep. uh, when you were 16 years old. So yep. as a 16 year old from Czech, I can't imagine you knew much of the language. Uh, you moved to Long Beach uh, to play there for a couple of years. Uh, what was that experience like? Was it a pretty big culture shock as a, as a 16 year old? That's <laughs> judging from your laugh. Yes, for sure. Um, but uh, what was that experience like for you? I don't know if I should put uh, the culture shock, the hockey shock, uh, like whatever you call that. You know, they just you can't prepare for something like this, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the only thing kind of prepare me for that is that because you know when I was eleven, I basically moved or I traveled to a different city until I was sixteen, so I was away from my home, you know, ninety percent of the time, right? So that kind of maybe prepared me a little bit of like, you know, I was just home and with my parents all the time, and you know, so I was kind of maybe prepared to, um, you know, I don't want to say move out, but like maybe to be on your own or or travel or get away. Uh, but, you know, leaving to the country that I really didn't know too much about. Um, I really didn't visit before that, maybe outside of one or two tournaments. Uh, the language, yeah, I mean, you know, I was studying English in school, which I thought, oh, I may know some things. And I show up, I remember that, and I was like, okay, I, I, I know nothing, right? Like, I mean, I start listening, somebody's talking to me, and I'm like, I'm lost. Uh, so, <laughs> so just, you know, starting with the language, uh, like you said, the culture, and the hockey, like, I mean, obviously as a 16 year old, I had the opportunity to play in IHL back then, you know, it was obviously different uh, and maybe a little bit of unknown uh, situation for somebody like uh, like me, because, you know, usually go to the raw juniors, right? And you get drafted and then, you know, then you can go to the AHL or, you know, yeah. if you're good enough to play, make the NHL. But, you know, because the IHL was independent league and, and there were some independent teams, you know, a couple of these guys and, and actually, you know, Sergei Samsonov and Peter Sikora, and Radek Bong was a couple of guys before me, right? Who did kind yep. of a similar thing. So I knew about those guys and I knew kind of what they did. And, and you know, I went for a visit and I, you know, obviously California, I was like, oh my God, I mean, this yep. is Sign me up. Right? I, mean, <laughs> I was in Long Beach visiting. I was like, wow, you know, I'm just kids from small town in, in Czech over there. 
all of a sudden, you know, I remember that rink. I'm looking at the rink. I'm like, is this aquarium on the beach or what is this? Like, <laughs> you know, like those those nice little signs. You know, you can basically walk to the beach. And obviously, that's not a reason why I went there. But you know, all these things are like, wow, just the factors, right? And I'm 16 years old. Um, but again, like I mean, it was for sure challenging um, in many different ways. And on top of that, you know, I I actually I, I came in, in in a little bit different way. I came in in the middle of a season. Because when that was going on the Olympics, uh, that's when I came in because uh, I could have left uh, Czech and then, you know, went in here for like a month or two and check it out and play some games. So actually, I left in the middle of the season. So I wasn't even coming in for the training camp or, you know, for the start of the season. I was basically coming to the team, enter the league that was already in the middle of the season. Yeah, uh, that's tough. And I, remember this, I, I remember this moment that I, <laughs> you know, first time on the plane, flying by myself to the team. It's a men's league, right? I played a little bit of the pro in, in Czech before that, but, you know, I don't know too much about it. And I'm, like, thinking on the plane for the 10-hour flight, I'm like, what I'm doing? <laughs> like, just, just like what I'm doing here and where I'm going. No clue, right? I remember <laughs> from the plane over there, the team was already on the road, and I think I met them in Kansas City. And my first experience, so I just walk in there, I go, I go to the locker room, and I go out and play a game. And I'm like... So it's almost like it happened so fast. I didn't even recognize even what's going on here. Obviously, that we had we had a check player on the team, Patrick Augusta, who helped me a lot uh, because um, you know he's he was older, veteran player. You know, speaks perfect English. He's been there for you know a few years, and he's been in Asia for a few years, and he really helped me a lot. Uh, John Van Boxer was my coach there. I mean, he took me under his wing and really helped me with you know development and and everything else, but also he helped me a lot with the culture and just kind of. You know, introduced me to the league. They didn't just throw me up there and just say, "Hey, you know what? Good luck, right?" <laughs> figure you know, out, see what, kid. See, yeah, figure <laughs> out, see what you can do. And obviously, that was that was really really helpful because, yeah, I was this young punk uh, European kid coming to this league, and <laughs> I remember my my I think it was my first game in Kansas City, and and um, you know I'm nervous and I'm like you know I'm sitting there I can't even understand what everybody's saying. And I think it was my, maybe like my third or fourth shift, you know, I'm skating with the puck and I got hit hard, right? And I think it was Sean Hines, which by the way, I think he went to Atlanta, you know, I met him there and we played <laughs> together for like a beer or two, but this big dude and the big defenseman, I just got crushed, right? I got crushed and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. I go to the bench over there. Exactly. But that, that wasn't the best part or not the best part, but that wasn't even the part I was like, okay, I don't want me to hitting over here. Obviously I understand that. You know, there's, you know, so I go on the bench, you know, I'm like, oh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You know, uh, you know, my Czech, you know, partner over there, Patrick is asking, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so next shift, Sean Hines is on the ice. And this player on our team goes on the ice, or the coach is on the ice, and and he goes up there, and then he goes fighting, right? <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, uh, okay. So I start asking Patrick over there, is this because of me? He's like, yeah, dude. I'm like, oh my god okay what do i what do i have to do over here do i have to like go to him and say thank you like you know do i go buy him a dinner do i go after the game like hey you know, thank you so much for doing this like you know i really appreciate it like like it was because that was my first experience right i mean it was really there's no fighting in check you know there's i mean there's some hitting but you know you're nothing like this right yeah but it was just part of the culture right i mean you know you send a message you know try to protect the player like you know all these things were so new to me and this was my first introduction to the ihl and Enter the league, and and I remember that you know it was like really eye opening. I was like, oh my god, wow! Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still, I'm going on the bus after the 
after the, after the game. And then, uh, you know, obviously the guy who stepped up for me, you know, he's sitting on the bus and I'm like, yeah, thanks. And then he's sitting there, you know, and obviously he's, he's a tough guy, right? He's got his glasses, so he's got a book, he's reading his book. I'm like, is that what a fighter looks like? <laughs> like, I, I was expecting, I was expecting for somebody like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, black eye, like, you know, totally like goon over there. The guy over there has got glasses, reading a book over here. I'm like, okay, I got it. Okay, we, I'm living in a different, this is, this is different over here. <laughs> so everybody gets used to this. <laughs> so it's just, it's just a little story, just a little introduction, I guess, to, to North American hockey for me. And, you know, from now on, I mean, obviously it was, uh, it was pretty good experience. I mean, I got the chance to play. I got some, you know, some obviously very high-end players and some of the players that maybe were good enough to play in National Hockey League, but obviously that was, you know, uh, they were a little bit older and maybe they get an opportunity. So they play in the IHL and, you know, I learned a lot, you know, and I obviously got the chance to play with some, some also very good players too, as well, that later on move on and, and play the National Hockey League. So. For sure. For sure. Well, I can't imagine what that was like, you know, in your first couple of years, because you played the the half of the first year and then the next year was your draft year. Yep. And yep. Uh, how, how early on um, did you kind of know that you were going to be one of the top couple picks in the draft? And, and, and if you could just talk a little bit about that, but also like that was a rocky year for you too, because you had to battle some concussions. And um, so yep. that whole experience of your draft year, um, ups and downs and everything along the way what what uh what was that like for you yeah so i mean i think that you know what maybe maybe me going into the long beach the year before middle of the season i think you know and even a little bit before that like i mean you know, these days too like i mean i think that you know you kind of know who's the top prospects right you know when sure. they are 16 17 18 so maybe a year maybe two before the draft like i mean you know obviously my dream was to play at the national hockey league you know it was my dream to be uh you know, first overall or, or drafted fifth round. Like, I mean, obviously I want to be high draft pick, but for me, it was like, I want to play national hockey league. Um, so that was, that was kind of my, my dream and, and my goal. Um, so going to the long beach, you know, I, I think I was, I was up there as maybe some of the top prospects, right. I mean, with, with Sadines and a couple of, this, you know, you know, European players and some North American players. Um, and then the first year was really the first half a year over there or the, the half a season I spent in long beach it was a really good experience because I learned a lot. It was yeah. more like really, really just to understand the league, understand the culture, you know, learn the language. And that's why actually one of the main reasons why I went there that early, because yeah, I want to get a little bit of head start for the following year. Right. I want to, I, you know, maybe it was better for me to learn that now, even though it was the middle of the season and I got to play 25 games and, and really learn the culture and all that things. And, and that really helped me in the, going into the second season, you know, so I go into the second season, knowing what's going on, knowing the coach, knowing the culture, you know, I remember that, I think, I think I actually, I, had, I think I had a great start to the season. I think I had like a point a game. I think I was awarded into the IHL All-Star game as a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah. So I had, I, had, I had a really good start. Like I felt really good. You know, unfortunately, I think, I don't know, maybe 25 or 30 games in, um, you know, I got a, I got hit in kind of awkward way. I uh, got a concussion, uh, was knocked up pretty hard. Remember, I think I woke up in the hospital. Like it was, you know, obviously it was pretty, pretty bad, you know, um, I don't want to say head injury, but you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a good one. Um, so I had to rehab, you know, I think I spent maybe two months uh, of rehabbing in the way that maybe I could have played, but you know, obviously because I was young and, and you know, why risk some things and, you know, and obviously it was the start of the season still too. So it wasn't like a playoff. So I really took my time and, and obviously listened to the doctors and, and, you know, and finally I came back <laughs> and unfortunately I think it was maybe five, six games in, you know, I got hit again and obviously got a second concussion. So I would, so that yeah. season was cut short for me in a way that I think I ended up playing 30 games. 
um, you know, spend majority of the time, uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, being not on the ice and, you know, obviously having two concussions, that's, you know, something obviously you don't want to go through at all in your career, but, and especially not in the, in the one season, you know, as a, as a 60 or 70 year kid, uh, that is, uh, you know, trying to get drafted or, you know, potentially have a chance to be a, a top prospect. So that was for sure, a, a big time challenge. And, and a little bit of unknown, you know, what's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, your your kind of draft story is one that was, I mean, on top of the fact that you missed a lot of the season because of injuries, but also you get to the draft and and uh, it's just so much unknown. You got Brian Burke making 3,000 trades to, <laughs> to make sure he gets the Sedins. And, and, uh, and I'm sure there were times where there was some unknown for you too. I think it'd be really cool to just kind of take us into your mindset going into the draft maybe the week prior uh or the couple days prior to the draft and just tell us a little bit about what you were thinking and, and how you were feeling and with the excitement but also a little bit of the uncertainty that was going on too so so i mean obviously i felt good because i mean i was just gonna be really you know ready to go for the following season um you know my symptoms were good you know i probably could even maybe play at the other season but it was just you know maybe you know why take the risk i guess it yeah. this way like my age and and um so, um, so health-wise, I felt good. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, going to the draft, you know, because I missed so much time and there was so much unknown, you know, that's why I was, um, I mean, you're nervous about no matter what, right? I mean, you go into that situation like NHL draft, but even more so that, it, like I said, I mean, it was just, I really didn't know. I, I had a feeling that I think Atlanta would be a better place for me, but obviously I think they were, I think they were taking number two or three or something like that. So I was feeling like, okay, maybe that's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, it was just like I said, I mean, you know, unknown. And because of the injuries, uh, you just don't know, you know, until they call your name, really. So, um, you know, and then obviously all those trades happening, <laughs> you know, on the draft floor. I mean, to be honest, like I wasn't really even, I didn't even know what's going on. <laughs> I just, I just, so I just, all of a sudden I just saw Atlanta is taking one and I was like, holy crap, maybe that's going to be me because, I, yeah. you know, obviously I was, I was talking to Atlanta a lot and, you know, I was, I was feeling like there may be the team and I was like, oh my God, that may be me. And then obviously that all just kind of went down, but it happened kind of so really fast and, 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 you know, for me really too much unknown in a way because, you know, I, I didn't, you know, play, you know, throughout the season. I was injured a lot, but and even more so unknown, just there was so much going on in like a split of a minutes or seconds, you know, just so many changes and drafts and um, uh, trades and all these things that it was just like, you know, and finally Atlanta is first and mine is up there is like, oh my God, that's me. That's kind of <laughs> like, how I, how I, I guess, I guess that's how it all went down. I guess you put it this way. So, and, you know, and then you go from being just, you know, I guess worry and unknown and, and oh my god what's gonna happen to be like it's almost like you know you go from like it's like a shock right so it's like so much unknown and it kind of maybe even low to be like so really high right because like i mean if i if i play the whole season and and you know and then you kind of know right because you know okay so this is where i kind of fit in there's maybe no question about it or you know i mean or or there's really you know not much certainty in the way that yeah this is what's gonna look like uh that's a different story but because it was just really, you know, tough year for me, uh, you know, injury wise and, and so much going on during the draft. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just crazy for sure. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, I can imagine. So, so what were your feelings like after you get drafted first overall? Because I have to imagine that just between like the press and all the stuff that you need to go through. I mean, you're, you're coming to a new franchise um, that's, that's trying to make its mark on the league. Um, Did you feel like, did you feel much pressure? Was it pressure? Was it excitement? Like where were you kind of at from a mental frame of mind in terms of like, like, Holy crap, I just got drafted first overall. Okay. Now what's next? I think, I I think there is always pressure, you know I mean? I, and I, you know what, obviously it's easy, it's easy for me to talk about it now, you know, when I'm, you know, almost 40 and, you know, there's lots of things happen and, and you learn from lots of things, but, you know, you know, you know, you look at now the kids and 16, 17, 18, even looking up, looking up at a job, even kids, 16 year old kids over there. Like, I think just, you know, I, it's funny because I look at the kids over here now, 10, 11 years old, there's pressure. It's either pressure from the coach, it's pressure from the parents, it's pressure from the, like, it's just, it's just nonstop. It's like, yeah. and then the pressure is obviously building up. Now, obviously it takes it to the next level, you know, when you reach that highest point and, and you draft it on top of that, you draft it first overall. Or, yes. You know, is that add to the pressure? I think the only pressure is that because, you know, that the expectations are that much higher, right? I mean, you, you have to be the superstar. You have to be the first, you know, you have to be the savior. And yes, you know what, going to Atlanta and a new market that it's so much unknown, a building. And I think that, you know, obviously if you look at, you know, how the expansion teams are built now with, and the kind of rules and, you know, and back then with Atlanta, it's always, yeah, it's a little different now. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say, I will say a lot different. So, so, you know, I mean, obviously it was, you know, brand new team put together, you know, coaching staff. So it was just, you know, so much unknown and, and, and yes, I mean, that much more pressure on me in the way, because like I'm the first pick, right? I mean, first pick ever to be drafted by the team. And it's almost like, I don't say savior, but like, okay, she was, you know, go and, and you have to become a superstar. That's kind of, you know, what the pressure, you know, is all about because you are first overall, that's where you need to be, I guess, yeah. in a way. You know what I mean? But you don't look at it, it's like, okay, so, but yes, you know what, I was drafted first overall, but it's not like I was, you know, somebody took me first overall, right? I mean, obviously, I think there's lots of other good players. I mean, you know, you look at these stories of you, I mean, look at, you know, you know, guys draft the seventh round over there. How come he becomes a better player? I think there's so many factors in this that I really feel that I think that at the end of the day, yes, you want to be drafted as high as possible. And, and first of all, it's an amazing feeling. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you got to perform, you got to put the work in and, and you know, and, and the pressure, you know, pressure comes, but it's also come with some expectations and some situational, you know, stuff that, you know, where are you going, what's going on there and how everything's building up. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. So like you, you mentioned that it's a little bit easier to talk about at 40. And I even think back to my career and like, there's so many things that as I'm 35 now, I say, Oh my gosh, 35 year old Tof, if you can just talk to 18 year old Tof, you'd be so much better off. Um, so, so, you know, when you look back at that and, and just the way that kind of things went in your first couple of years in the league and, and the team wasn't very good as an expansion team. And um, I'm sure there was a lot of ups, a lot of downs and things like that. If you could give yourself some advice, because we do have quite a few, uh, younger players and, and players that are playing college mm-hmm. hockey, junior hockey, pro hockey that listen to this podcast, what would some advice you would give to like maybe your 18 or 19 year old self that you think could have helped you throughout that process? Well, I, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, obviously some of the things I went through and some of the ups and downs, and there's lots of things that obviously happen that um, I want to take back or I wish didn't happen. But also those things kind of help me understand and look at some things like, okay, I understand this. That's why it happened. And you learn from it, right? And and I think my advice 
you know, to the kids. And I mean, you can talk about NHL draft picks or younger players. I mean, just, just, I guess in a way, stay in the moment, you know, don't look too far ahead, you know, and just work towards to be the best today, you know, and just, and I don't see, I guess it's, it's easy for me to say now again, because I'm almost 40 and I've been through <laughs> some things. I wish I kind of approached that way, you know, when I was 17 or 18 years old, you know, being a first overall and going to that. I mean, you know, the pressure builds up. I think if you look a little bit too far ahead or, you know, I mean, you start, you know, worry about some things and who's saying what, or I should be this, you should be that, which is very easy. I think it's actually even easier more now because, you know, the social media, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, social media back in 99, I mean, it was, it was there, but now, I mean, look at social media. I mean, you got Twitter, Instagram. I mean, everybody's on social media. You read about the things all the time. And it's so easy to kind of fall into that and, you know, and, and you know, put your mind to the things that they should not be in. So, yeah, I think my advice, stay in the moment, uh, you know, do your best today and then worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, I guess, in a way. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, if oh, yeah. you don't set yourself a, you know, high expectations and long terms or what I need to be in a year or two or even in a month or something. I think that helps a lot. I mean, it helped me, you know, with the way I coach, um, you know, over the last uh, several years and uh, kind of my approach to the game. And um, and I guess, I guess you know, like I said, I mean, I wish I knew that. Or maybe I wish I approached that that way, you know, when I was, you know, 18 or 19, uh, because I think that will, that will help me a lot too because, you um, yeah, going to the you know Atlanta and and especially the new team, you know I'm the first pick and there's just so much build up that you know you kind of get wrapped into that. It's like you know, and on top of that, obviously, like you mentioned, I mean, you know, we were not very good. Like that's probably this way. Like I mean, you know, I went from Long Beach Ice Dogs, which I think it was one of some of the top team over several years in IHL, right? I mean, um, I think we won like 50 games, you know, in the in that year, you know, when I was hurt. But I mean, it was a very good team. We went a lot. And I believe, I believe we won, I think, 13 games that first year in Atlanta, Oof. right? I mean, you think about it. I mean, 13 games. I mean, you know, that's, that's tough, you know. And, and I'm not saying that, that it's, you know, obviously just that's how it kind of you would dealt, right? I mean, the team was just getting together, new coaches, system, all these things that come into place. And you're playing at the highest level, National Hockey League, that there's almost no time for that, right? I mean, you just need to go. Be yeah. ready to go, you know, the, the, the team structure and everything. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was challenging for sure. No question about that, you know, physically and mentally, uh, because you're going through these uh, difficult times in the way that, you know, you, you know, you lose so much and then builds up and then, you know, nobody likes losing, right? And I mean, you are in the business of national hockey. It's all about wins, right? Yeah. And you don't win, well then, you know, okay. So, okay. Is the coaches, the players over here? What, what's not going on? What's not happening over here? And same time, I mean, I'm I'm the first world pick, right? So I, I have to take the blame too. <clears throat> yeah, I can't even imagine like going through those types of things, and especially at the at the age that you were. Um, and and you mentioned how because it's something that we talk about all the time on this podcast, and it's something that is as coaches of of kids, Jeff and I talk about them all the time. And you mentioned it, it is, it's so hard to, to be in the moment today. There's just, I don't know if distractions is the right word, but just, there's so many different ways that kids attention are being pulled. Um, 
on a seemingly minute to minute basis almost. And so what, what are some things that like you maybe, cause you advise a lot of kids. Now you do a lot of work with, with the youth and you have two, two sons that are coming up within it right now. Like what are some things that you maybe do with them that can help them allow them to, to be a little bit more present, a little bit more in the moment as they're going through their journey? Well, there, there's a couple of things. I think, I think that not to be so focused on one thing, it's also important, you know, yep. like, I mean, just to be, okay, you got to be on the ice every day, three, four hours a day, you know, I mean, work on your skating all the time. Like, I mean, I, I think that, I think that, you know, there's just so much, <laughs> there's so much that, you know, you, you have skating coaches, skill coaches, like there's so much now up there, you know, with the development, right? Did you think about it? You know, I mean, back, you know, I, I was laughing at it because, you know, I'm looking at it and obviously I'm working with some of these kids or, or you know, this, this our program would be do, but I look at these kids over here and how much they have access to, okay? You know, this is the skill, skill coach, skating coach, nutritionist, uh, all these things. And I'm like, I'm like, I didn't have that until I was at the National Hockey League. I didn't have a single strength coach, <laughs> skill coach, skating coach, none of that. None, okay? So, so I guess, you know, it's easy to kind of get in there. Like you are so like, you know, it's the one thing. And, and, and again, like, I mean, like, like we talked about, I think that pressure, okay. You talk about pressure in national hockey, but, the, but just the pressure of a young kid yeah. as an athlete. Okay. I'm talking about hockey over here because obviously that's my sport and that's my, uh, you know, expertise, but you know, you talk about, I mean, you have parents, coaches now later on, maybe 15 year old, you know, so now you have scouts, right? You have, you have junior teams, you know, they're scouting you, they come into the games, you know, then, then the coaches, you know, who's going to be potentially coaching you or drafting you into the junior teams. Uh, you know, then you have then you have agents. Like, like it's just like it's like it's almost never stops. You know, and it's and, and it's it's so much. And plus the social media that is just you know, it's it's I don't want to say it's impossible, it's like, but it's it's very hard and very challenging. And I think lots of parents doesn't really know, right? Because they've never been through that. And it's easy to just say, oh, you know, this guy's coming, this guy's going over here, this he's going to see me over here, or this guy's telling my son this, and this guy's telling my son this. It's like, you know, like, I mean, who do you listen to? And, <laughs> and, and who do you follow over here? And again, like, I mean, you, you kind of have to go back and say, okay, so, I mean, do you love the game? Okay, great. Do you want to go skate and, and, and do this for yourself? Great, right? I mean, do you want to do some more? Awesome over here. Do you want to go spend some time at the beach in the four month or two over here and do some surfing? Awesome. Like, because, because at the end of the day, I think that, that passion over there and i think i'm also a big believer that getting away getting away from the game for some time too it's kind of gives you more energy you know and, and oh, yeah. you know i mean obviously lots of kids and i want to be on the ice all the time too but it, it, it even gets you more fire right i mean it's like you know you go do some things you enjoy those things and then you go back on the ice and you're like oh my god i'm excited i want to be here like i'm ready to go i also think it's good for your mind and for your body so um you know i mean obviously i i'm a you know I don't say crazy dad, but I push my kids for sure. Obviously, um, you know, it's a little bit easier now with me and the way that, the, you know, the, the boys are growing up a little bit. So, you know, it's um, a little bit less of that. And obviously I coach both of them, you know, over the last uh, what, three, four years. Um, uh, that was obviously challenging because, you know, now you're the dad, you're the coach. <laughs> so now it's not, so now it's yeah, kind of on their, on their own a bit more, but, but, you know, I want to push my kids too, but I think that's to, to find the balance there, like, overdoing it or, or, you know what I mean? Or focus on some other things too and kind of really maybe staying away from, you know, so many of these other things that's going on, you know what I mean? In, in your world and in, in hockey and, and who's doing what and 
oh my God, is Johnny over here? Oh, you know what? Somebody went to see him. How come nobody saw me? You know, we rail, we rail on little Johnny and and little Johnny's parents on this podcast all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're real familiar. (laughs) Pretty popular, pretty popular. (laughs) Well, it's so so true. yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Like we, uh, that's my my biggest. Um, worry for kids that are coming up today is, you know, and, and I'd ask you the question too, but I feel like a lot of the players that I played with that went on to, to play at the highest levels and, and the players that I've coached that have gone on to play at the highest levels, the one thing that separated them from the other people, and there was a talent aspect to it for sure, but they just, they love the game. They had a genuine passion for the game. And that genuine passion for the game was something that fueled them to get better every day. And what I worry about with the kids coming up is that there is so much pressure on them from such a young age and they're being told what to do and who to be at such a young age that it almost sucks that passion out of the game for the kids. So like as parents and sometimes as coaches or advisors or whoever it may be, like one of the things that, that is, is tough as you want to push, but you also have to understand that like if you push too much and, and it gets too professionalized too early, then they're not going to have that passion for the game, which is ultimately what's going to lead them to, to becoming a really great player. Well, so, um, 100%. You and, and, you know, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because, Hey, listen, I mean, there's lots of players up there with tremendous talent, tremendous drive. And it's like, right. I mean, those are the elite, right. I mean, that's, 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 that's awesome over there. And that's there, you know, and I always ask the question, Okay, so how come you have these other guys that they are playing at the same level? Obviously, maybe maybe not as high, like as superstar players, but how come they are there? And those guys, I mean, when I'm reading about those guys, and obviously I've been quite doing quite quite a bit of that over the last you know several years, is like, so how's this guy made it? How's that guy made it over here? He wasn't even drafted in junior or hockey. He wasn't even drafted in you know, here over here. And then for me, it's like, I think the drive is a big thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I think the drive is a big thing. And how do you get the drive? You think that if somebody, you think if, if you have it easy and the coaches don't play you in every situation from the age 11 and you will, you're going to be on ice all the time. And, and if you're not on the ice, well, your parents are going to be pissed off. Oh my God, you know, he's going to go to the coach. It's going to say, why is my son on, on, on the ice? He should be on the ice because this guy will be here. I am better than this guy over here, right? And I'm looking at us like, that's not how you build a drive. You build a drive because you know what? You have to earn it. And if, if he's not going to be given to you, then you have to earn that much more. And that's going to really show the drive. And that's, you know what, if you're in youth, I mean, I don't know, that's probably a pretty good chance that if you have to fight through some things, some, some adversity over here, and not everything has been given to you, and you just, you know, you just outwork somebody every single day or every time you step in a ring, on and off the ice over here because that guy is, is getting it, I'm not. Okay, I'm going, I'm not pushed. I'm not going to work that much harder. How is that not a recipe for success? On the ice and even in the life. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, let's put it this way. Like, I mean, life is hard. I mean, I trust me. I went through lots of things, you know, with my family, health and everything else. Yeah. I mean, life is tough. And yes, you know, hockey is a great sport and everything. But I mean, if I, if, if, if you can have a drive and, you, you know, you have to fight for some things, which that's what you have to do in your, in your life. How is that not going to help you? Whatever you want to end up to be, you know, by the time you are, you know, you're playing national hockey. Great. You made it there. You didn't. Okay, you're playing some pro, you know, you're playing in Europe, great over here. Or you know what? You made it only as far as you can take it, but you are great over there in your business or great in whatever you do after because you have that drive, right? It's not being given to you and, oh, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that. And that's kind of like, I guess, I don't know, my my way of of thinking and kind of my approach or what I've seen and, 
and I've seen obviously a lot because I play the game, I, I coach the game, you know, I'm an agent, I have some other things. And so I, you know, and I, I've been doing lots of studying. I think I was always known to be a smart player, uh, as a good hockey sense, good hockey IQ. And, and I always like to learn, always like to look at some things and maybe look at something differently. And, and this is for sure one of the things like, okay, so how is, how is this? Why is that? You know what I mean? And I think that it starts with youth and, and like you said, I mean, these days, I mean, there's just so much access to the kids in a way. What they have access to overdoing it or just so much pressure or there's so much, okay, you know, this guy's doing this. Why is he not, why am I not doing that? Why am I not here? It's like, just, just, you know, on top of that, you know, I see that the parent, then, then it becomes even more challenging because then the parent and the kid are not on the same page, right? And then it becomes fights and it becomes poor relationship between the, you know, parents and the, and the son. And that's on top of that, just playing hockey, right? I mean, and, and you think about it, like I, I have a choice with my kids because I'm like, you know, my kids are 16 and 15 and they, you know, they're almost out of the house. And, and I'm like, I will take back any second right now over the last 10 years that I could take back and enjoy every single moment of it over here to enjoy this journey. And, and because you're never going to have it back, yeah. you know, and, and that's kind of, I guess, in the way, you know, and I was tough. Like, I mean, you know, you know, back, you know, six, seven years ago, God, I mean, I was pushing my kids and, you know, I, I don't want to say I went over the board, but, you know, like I was, you know, I was raised hard too. My dad was tough. You know, he was, he was challenging and, and, you know, he was, you know, pretty pushy over there in a way. So, you know, but, but I learned some different things and I look at some different things and, and yeah. And I, I, you know, I mean, obviously I think, you know, I have a pretty good friendship probably with my boys um, and, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's amazing. And, and I wanted to ask you, just as you're kind of talking about this, like, you know, you, you had the chance to play in the NHL for a while and, and certainly had some ups, but certainly quite a few downs in, in your career, uh, be it injuries and, and stuff like that. Like, you have a clear passion for the game and I love that. I think it's awesome. I want to like bottle it up and, and have some myself, <laughs> but do you feel like your, your next phase in your career uh, as an advisor and an agent and working with kids on, on their hockey skills and hockey IQ and stuff? Um, do you think a driving force in you doing that was from learning some of the lessons that you did throughout your career and then, you know, wanted to help kids out, maybe not make the same mistakes that you did or um, just kind of, help them with their mindset because you know what it takes to get there and you've been there, you've had their shoes on and stuff. Like just some of your adversity, which is so important to anybody's journey. Did that, did that fuel you to life after hockey still being involved in the game? No, I, I look at it this way. I mean, if I had a great career and I was a you know superstar and everything that I was supposed to be and everything was great, I'll be still playing right now. Maybe I was just returning right now and Great. Okay. Great career. I, I love that over there. That wasn't the case, obviously, like you mentioned. I mean, there was some ups, but there was lots of downs as well. And lots of things I had to go through uh, personally, health-wise, on the ice. Uh, so uh, those things, I mean, yes, you know what? I can, I can call up and feel sorry for myself and, you know, and, and kind of almost disappear from the planet of the earth, right? Go back to check and nobody's going to see me ever again. But I, I do love the game. Okay. And I can tell you one thing. Okay. It was, it was really hard for me. So when I when I announced my retirement or whatever, I retired because my hip, which was, let's put it this way, okay. So this wasn't something that it was planned. Right. Okay. I was in Dallas. I'm in a training camp. I have this. I start having some pain. I go to the doctor. And he says, "You want you may want to sit down. You have a 50-50 chance to play hockey again." That's how fast it went. <sighs> okay. So if somebody tells you that, from really not knowing, right, and and unexpectedly over here, you imagine, right? So. 
you know, you go to surgery, rehab, and all these things, but it's like in the back of your mind, like, I might be done. I cannot tell you enough right now how many times in my mind, in my head, you know, in the evenings and stuff, I was thinking about all those times that I hated to be a player. I hated my coach. I uh, hated this guy or I hated a guy over here. I'll be like, you know what? I will take those days back so quickly. I will do anything to be back in those days. Yeah. It doesn't matter because you know what? I was over there on the verge of not playing the game I love so much ever again. And that's experience. And that's something that, you know what, you have to deal with. And I dealt with it in a way that, yes, you know what? The first maybe year, it was really hard because, okay, so I'm 27 year old. I'm done playing the game I love. What did I do now? Like I didn't go to college. Um, you know, I, you know, my education was high school in Czech. Uh, you know, my wife is American. I have young kids. Like, what do I do now? You know, yeah. but I knew one thing. I knew one thing that I was learning a lot, you know, obviously during even when I was younger, during, you know, you know, playing, watching coaches, how to do things, other players. Like I, I studied the game. I, I really um, enjoyed that aspect of the game. And, and I knew that, obviously I knew that someday, you know, the, the game is going to come to end for me. I wasn't expecting it, you know, at 27 years old. But when it happened, it was hard the first year, but I knew that I'm going to be doing something with this game around the game. I knew that because it's just like, I mean, I, like, like it's almost like, I mean, the hockey's going to be with me my whole life. Yeah. Like it's something that, you know what, I mean, ever since I was six years old, you know, now I'm 40 and yes, I haven't been, you know, playing for, for what, 13 years, but I love the game as much as I love when I was playing, uh, you know, when I was coaching and I mean, won a national championship, you know, a couple of years ago, like, like these moments and, and watching some of these kids and working with some of these kids and, and helping them and, and then seeing their success. I mean, I mean, that's, that's awesome for me. And I, I will enjoy that. I obviously enjoy it with my own kids and, and yeah, the, the game is going to be there for me. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm retired, but, uh, you know, I'm still running the game and I, you know, like I said, I, I probably even love it now more because yes, there's stress, but it's a different stress. It's not physical stress, right? I'm not getting beat up. You know what? My hip is, you know, I just got a new hip. My hip is good. I can walk. <laughs> you know, I can do no more things. I can go kick a soccer ball with my boys. I can throw football with my boys. Like, I mean, you know, so physically I feel, you know, I feel good. I'll have to ride my mountain biking, uh, mountain bike. But, but now it's like, I really enjoy this because you know what? I'm really using my head, my experience, you know, the, the way I see the things. And, and, and that's been really, it's been really awesome for me. And it's really, really enjoyable. Well, I'm really glad that you got the chance to to find another passion, find another love for the game, because um, it's just so cool to hear you talk about how much you, you do love it. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I look back at my career and, and just with some of the players that, that I've spoken to that um, that are outside of the game now, you know, sometimes you just forget to enjoy it. And, you know, you ask anybody why they play the game of hockey. And, and I would imagine that 90%, maybe 99% of the people are going to tell you, well, it's because I love to play. It's just, it's, I love to have fun around, be around my teammates and play the game that I love. But so many times when we come to the rink, you know, that's not necessarily what we're thinking about. We're thinking about, you know, what line we're going to be on or, or what mood oh, that's, coach is in and stuff. And it's, uh, you, it's yeah, you go just ahead. Said it. You, you just said it. Like, I mean, okay, we all love the game, right? That's, that's, that's the easy thing to say. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yes, you know what? You can love the game. But yes, how many, like you said, like, I mean, for me, how many times I came to the ring? I was like, oh my God. Oh, are you going to do this? <laughs> or I'm, I'm playing over here. Or I'm not on this, this part of play. I'm not doing this. You know, oh my God. Is he's, he's, you know, I have to go over here. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I, that's, I think that's just, that's normal though. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, kind of what, you know, 
you put all yourself over here and you have to deal with that. But it, it really takes away the the love, right? Because you know, you you know, there's these other thoughts in your mind kind of overtakes the love, you know what I mean? And yeah. and then for me it was and then for me it was, you know, when I was twenty seven year old, uh, uh a player that was just, you know, basically told me that I can't play anymore and everything stops. Then I look at back and I said, Oh my God, I will do anything, anything to play. Anything. I don't care if I'm on this line, that line, coach or whatever it is over there. I don't care. I will do anything. Right. And you just change your mind in a way that, you know what, that's, you really love the game. But you know what, I wish, <laughs> I wish, you know, I felt that way over there. And that's again, sometimes adversity or sometimes things happens. Sometimes they happen for a reason. And, you know, again, like, I mean, you can deal with them on different levels or different way, uh, but it can also show you kind of maybe the path of like, you know what I mean? Um, yes, yeah. I feel this way about the game. You know, I love the game so much. I wish, you know what, I, I did this and that. Yes, I wish, but I don't like to look back and say, you know what? Oh yeah, you know, I could have been done, done this. I could have done that. What I can do tomorrow, you know, who I can help tomorrow, you know, what I can accomplish tomorrow. That's kind of, I guess, in a way and what I can learn. I think that's one of the biggest things. Well, that's amazing. Well, I love what you said there. I'm a big believer in it too, is that everything happens for a reason. And, and uh, the fact that you're able to be a part of the game and impart so much wisdom from the experience that you had on the next generation of players that are coming up, not only with your, your two sons, but also the players that you work with and, and even the people that are going to be listening to this podcast as well. And uh, so if you can, um, you know, you, you obviously have a lot invested in, in the game of hockey still. Uh, tell us a little bit about what, uh, what type of stuff you have going on right now and, and how you're able to affect some change in, in some kids that are coming up in the game today? Yeah. So, you know, obviously when I was, you know, when I was, uh, when I retired in 2007, um, you know, I knew I wanted to stay around the game. Uh, I think maybe a year later I become an agent. I started my own business, uh, my own company, which obviously that's a tough business for sure. Oh baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. didn't, 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 think, didn't, didn't think of that at 27, right? I mean, you just kind of, yeah, you know what? I think they can be interesting. I would like to, you know, see. And, and But it was more from like a passion, right? I mean, like, I, I kind of felt like, okay, I, you know, I can help these guys, right? I can help these players. I can, you know, do this over here because I've been through some things and, you know, I can give them some guidance. So so it was really the passion over there and I started that. And, you know, obviously it's, I think it's been some kind of success over here because I do have some, you know, players and they play at the National Hockey League and I have some younger players and, and it's been, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge company, I don't want to be a big company. I have no interest of being a huge company. You know, the players I have is we have a close friendship, and you know, and, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a family if you can put it this way. We talk a lot, we do lots of things together, uh, we go over the games and everything. So that's been really big passion because it really kept me in the game and my mind in the game, right? I mean, I was yeah. 27, 28, I'm 30, you know, and I can, you know, go through these scripts. I can look at some things. We can talk about it. So that, that, that passion kind of led to golf and yeah, it was a struggle at the beginning, but you know, then you get some clients and those clients do well. That obviously helps. Um, I got into the coaching. I got, I got, I got into the coaching pretty accidentally actually, because I was in California and my nephew who was a 98 born, uh, was playing hockey here in, in, in Southern California. And one of the, the coaches, uh, I was just, you know, coming to check the practice and one of the coaches didn't show up or something. I'm like, Hey, you know, could you just come on the ice and run a practice? I'm like, what? I kind of, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, like I wasn't ready to be coach. I, I don't think I was even going to be a good coach because I wasn't the one that it's like in the locker room. You know, I usually say like, you know, if you're, if you'll be a good successful coach, you should be the one, or usually is the one that's like, have lots, lots to say in the locker room. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah. He's very upbeat over there. It's got the leadership quality. And, and I wasn't really one of those guys. Like, I mean, I wasn't sitting in the corner, but I wasn't really talkative. So, you know, so, so I'm like, okay, okay. And I'll, I would do it for him, that young. So I get on the ice, I run the practice, I, you know, figure out some drills, you know, from what I learned, you know, between, you know, from national hockey all around the youth hockey back in Europe, I mix some things up. And then, you know, and after that first skate, I was like, wow, that was kind of fun. And then all the boys and parents were like, oh my God, that was the best practice. And I kind of just filled it up over there. So, so I got into, I got, I got into it pretty good. And then I was obviously living here in Southern California with my boys. And I started coaching AAA and we started PV and I coached here for, I think it was four years. And, and obviously then I moved to Michigan, um, for, you know, a couple of reasons, obviously my agency and it was a lot closer to my clients. And, and obviously it's the hard travel is being on the West coast yeah. for so many different things. I want to be around my family, around my kids. And obviously the hockey in, in Michigan and that area made the best pretty, pretty strong. So I made a move. Uh, I told my, you know, Southern California girl, wife, uh, hey, babe, I'm moving to Detroit. How's the sound from going, going from Laguna Beach to Detroit? <laughs> uh, so that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a shock, but, you know, I mean, she's been with me too lot. I've been with her too lot. Um, you know, we, we made a decision and, and you know, over the last well, four years, you know, we've been living in, in, in Michigan area. Um, and I coached her in the little seasons through a triple A program. I coached my older boy. I was helping my younger son and, and really got into it and became a head coach and, you know, ran some practices and, and drills and, and put the team together and uh, help with the kids and help them develop and all these things. And, and obviously I was lucky enough that uh, both me and, and my partner now in the business, Chris Zarp, you know, coached together and, and um, you know, had a chance to win a national championship at U15 level, you know, two years ago now. So it's, you know, put a special moment uh, because, I mean, I, I won some things, but... Obviously, that was kind of my really first thing that I, you know, as a coach and you win a national championship and, you know, you're working with some of these kids for three, four years and, and they finally get there and, and, and win that. That was a pretty special moment. So that's kind of, I guess, in a way, my coaching career, you know, coaching from PV to midget hockey uh, over the course of a seven, eight, eight, eight years. And obviously last year, um, I didn't coach anymore because, um, uh, you know, my, young, my older boys in the WHL, my younger son is Michigan. I'm trying to go between the two places and then obviously, you know, to be there for both of them. So the coaching was uh, tough for me to still manage. And then if I'm doing something, I'm going to do hundred percent. So um, I kind of took a step away from the, from the coaching and still my agent. And then uh, in 2018, we started uh, with my, with my partners, uh, Chris Zarp and Ken O'Brien. Um, uh, this, uh, you can call it the development program that basically helps, um, you know, any player actually from youth all the way to National Hockey League with, with the look at the game differently, understand the game, uh, how you see it, how you approach it. Uh, you know, and I know people say, you know, you can't teach, you know, hockey sense, you can't teach hockey IQ. Well, hockey sense, I think that's that's a tough one because I think hockey sense is more feel, right? And it's sure. hard, hard it's hard to teach a feel for the game. But I think hockey IQ, you can help, no question about that. Because for me, and I think hockey IQ it's a lot about understanding it, right? Can you, can you see it? Okay. And then if you see it, can you understand it? Okay. And if you see it and understand it, can you apply? And you know what? And I think there's just, there's just so much up there that, you know, players, you can go all the way to national hockey league, but, or, or the young prospects or, you know, 10 million year old kids over there, they have access to it. You talk about it, right? I mean, everybody, everybody I know over there has got a skating coach, at least skating coach and skill coach, yeah. you know, and then, you know, then you're 14, you have a trainer, 
And then potentially, obviously, you know, if, if you have the finance, you have a nutritionist, right? Because that's a big part of the game. So you're trying to get stronger, faster, you know, more skill and all these things. And that's pretty popular. It's pretty up there. And I'm like, oh, that, that's all great over there. And I wish I had that too, but you know, um, that's all a big part of the game. But you know, how do you, how do you can, how you can, I always ask the question. So, so you're getting stronger, you're getting faster, you have amazing skill, you know, you're doing all these things. But are you are you doing are you applying those things in the game in a game situation when you have only a split second to decide what you're gonna do? <laughs> you may only have a puck on your stick for what for a split of a second. Like it's you know what I mean. And obviously it is oh, the yeah. fastest team sport you can play, and it's completely changed, right? So you know, and then you know the way we are looking at it and kind of a unique system because you know there's there's videos up there and I'm sure teams do videos, right? I mean obviously I was doing video with my team. When I was coaching, but it's it's more team stuff, right? It's look at the other team, some some situational stuff and some probably PK. But this stuff we do now, and you know, we're doing now over now a year and a half, two years. It's really individualized, it's really suited for each kid, you know, his weaknesses, his strengths, and really work on him consistently on the things that we want to improve on, because I think that's the only way how you can improve. I can send you the video and say, Hey Johnny, here we are, Johnny again. Johnny, hey, take a look at over here. Hey, I got a little video for you over here. Okay. And, and, you know, and this is going to help you. Like, what do you, what do you expect? You think that the 12, 13, 14 kids is going to look at it? He's going to look at it once and he's going to put it, you know, back in his, you know, it's going to be on his phone or whatever. He's never going to look at it again. And you think he's going to get it? There's no chance. Right. I mean, I mean, you watch some things, you got to stay on top of it. You got to understand what you're looking for. And is it even suitable for the player? So I guess I guess in, in a way it's very simple three way: see it, understand it, apply it. You know, and I think if you can have the concept for that, and because you know what I mean, there's communication, there's a trust, and obviously because I play the game, I mean my friendship, you know, with some of these younger players over here and youth players, you know, you know, I mean obviously there's some respect, right? I mean I made it somewhere, and yes, I was drafted, and I played the National Hockey League. But also at the same time, you know, they start seeing the progress, right? And they start seeing the results. And, you know, this is like we talk about over here, winning national championships, seeing those kids, you know, to have a success and, and do those things, you know, as a, as an agent, you know, to see some of these, you know, my clients over there be drafted, or have played the national hockey league. That's success over here. Some of these clients over here, you're trying to teach them something for a month or two. And all of a sudden you start doing that. It's like, that's awesome. You know, and that's obviously lots of credit to the kids and to the parents because they are part of it. But that's that's kind of my feel, I guess, if you put it this way, because that's, you know, like I said, I mean, I love the game. I love to learn more and more and more. And some of these things I kind of you put together and then you work with Chris and Karen and they are a great team. And it's, you know, only works as a team because we all have a little bit of uh, different things and different perspective on, on things. So we put it all together and and it's been lots of fun for sure, you know, and we actually going to be launching a, a website here and it's going to be pretty cool. And nice. You know, we, do some, we, we, do, we do some camps and. You know, so that's been uh, has been lots of fun and 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 seeing some of these success of these of these young players, you know, to start doing these things that you, you teach them and then all of a sudden, you know, it's funny thing is because all of a sudden they're the coaches that too, right? It's like, oh yeah, oh my god, that's you know, he's he goes to the parent and says, Hey, you know what, look at he's doing that over here. It must be me, right? That's <laughs> you know, it's you know, you know, that's you know, and it's it's all good over here, but but again, like I mean it's um it's it's been lots of fun. Lots of, um, you know, enjoyable uh, times, you know, it, you know, staying in the game, being involved. And, and I can tell you one thing. I mean, I was busy when I was a player, 
Oh, I thought I was busy when I was a player. Yeah, no, not a chance. <laughs> I mean, that's not even that's not that's not even close. You know <laughs> where you are now, where I am now. You know, with obviously the kids too, my own kids. But you know, they're doing the agent. I was coaching. You know, then you have the development program. Like it's just constant, nonstop. Like I mean, you know, and then you and then you in at night, seven eight o'clock, and you're exhausted. I'm like, I, I just I cannot wait to put TV on. And what's some national hockey league game? <laughs> because, because, hockey, because, right? <laughs> because, yeah, because I do have to say the game is so much fun now. Um, you know, obviously the game was different when I played too, you know, 20 years ago. Now, I mean, if you look at the game now, how you don't love the game? So much fun, fast, scale. Like, I mean, you know, so I, I really enjoy that. That's really great. Do. That's great. Well, it's also great too that like, I mean, the thing that everybody misses the most when they can't play the game anymore is, is the, the team and, and the teammates. And it sounds like you've built, uh, you know, with Zarbo and, and uh, I remember playing against him in junior hockey, the big tree, <laughs> he's a good <laughs> hockey player, had some battles against him in junior. So uh, that's cool. That skill. Yeah. Oh skill. yeah. Oh yeah. He was a good player. Um, but it's cool that you've been able to build your team in terms of the guys that you're working with every day, but also with uh, the players that you're able to affect change with and, and stuff. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty cool that, uh, that you get that team aspect again. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on. But before we let you go, I have to ask you because I really like the – I've never, um, from a coaching standpoint, heard this way, the, the see it, understand it, and apply it. I think that's so simple but so profound and such a great way of looking at how to teach the hockey sense and the hockey IQ. And, uh, you know, for our listeners and for me as well, um, someone of your caliber that was able to see the game the way that you did, um, what are maybe some things that you're seeing younger kids today uh, in terms of their games? Like maybe some things that uh, need to change. What are some things that you think kids are doing well from a hockey IQ and a hockey sense standpoint? Like what's really important to you as you're teaching that to, uh, to these kids so, that are coming up? Yeah. So, so it's interesting because, so I have, I mean, there's obviously so many different things and so many different, you know, especially when you talk about young players, right? I mean, there's so much to learn and, and teach, but, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when I, when we work with the clients and, and, you know, or, or these young players and, and we study their game and if you look at the game and if you look at the player and you look at the, you know, he's the defense man and, and what he does. And then we all look at what he does well, because I want to kind of see what he's, you know, excelling and what he's good at. Yeah. Right? And I think that, I think that, I think that sometimes or lots of times, you know, you, you focus so much of the trying to change this or trying to change that or, or to work on the, the weaknesses you know what I mean? That you kind of forget that, you know what, why don't you just also work even more so on the strengths because he's already good at some of these things, you know, and and kind of nurture that and, and work with that and help that process because, like, let's put it this way, like, I mean, you know, there's, there's a young D, there's a, he's a smaller, he's a good good skater, like, you know, I mean, and, and people or coaches want from him to be more physical and stuff, and I'm like, Okay, so how is that player going to be physical that he's not he doesn't, he doesn't have a physicality for it? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, why, why, don't you, why don't you do this? That Why don't you work on his that, you know what, instead of being hard to play against defense man who's going to be a little bit more physical, instead of that, you know what, nobody's going to beat him because he's going to always outskate you. He's got a great stick. He's got a great stick to the puck. That's his strengths. He's already smart. He already can know how to do that. Almost he knows how to do that. Why don't you nurture that? And it really even helped that even more because I also think that this way comes confidence. Okay. And then, you know, I mean, in any sport, confidence is everything. Oh, yeah. And, and again, like, I mean, it, it's your mind. You know, you can say you can, you can have the best hands and you can be the best skater. 
if your mind doesn't work or, you know, I mean, everything's in your head, right? I mean, it's kind of, you know, also when it says on our website, because I'm a huge believer of that, you know, confidence. I mean, if you have confidence, you are capable of doing anything. Okay. But you also have to help the confidence. Okay? Yeah. And then lots of these younger kids over here, they get a little bit lost, not just with so much going on and, you know, and pressure and all these things, but also that, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that because you know what, okay, you need to be more of this. You know, and why don't you just, you know what, help to also the other, 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 other way in the way that you're, gonna, you're doing a good job in this. Okay, let's work on that. Okay, you can do even better at this because then you kind of working really with something that he's already good at. That's going to help him because he's going to feel even better about himself. And I can guarantee you that he's going to be excelling in those situations because he's already pretty good at that. And that's kind of, I guess, in the way how we approach it or how I see it. And, you know, and it's easy. It's, that's what it's like. It's easy over there to, to say and then look at the kid, look at the game and say, you know what, you, John, you need to be more physical or oh, you need to work on your shot. You know, you need to do this. Okay. No, that's okay. That, that's a one thing. Okay. And that's, I think those are pretty easy to fix. You know, obviously with the physicality, that's a different story because if you're asking someone that would be more physical, but it's not just his natural, you know what I mean? He may not be, you know, physically gifted. He may, you know I me, mean? that's just maybe not his style. I mean, what's going to happen is that you're just going to be hurting the player yeah. because there's going to be no confidence. You're going to go against what he's already doing well at. And that's kind of how we come into that play. And you ask me that question. So maybe look at the positive things, what he's already capable of, and then how far he can take that. You know, yes, you want to work on some of the weaknesses, but it kind of just nurture that. You know, the confidence comes with that. And then you can expose him to other things that associate with that area, right? Not to put him in situations or not to go after and say, you need to do this because that's what everybody else does or that's what all my other defense are doing, right? I mean, it's just, everybody's different. That's what I said. You know, everybody's got a different path, different style, different measurements. Like, you know, I mean, everybody's different. And it's, yeah. it's you know, and, and I know it's hard as a coach because obviously you're coaching a team. You're coaching, what, 20 kids, 20 players, you know, and obviously it's, it's tough. I've been there. I've done that. You know, and that's why, I mean, this stuff over here for us, I mean, for me, you know, I'm away from the game. You know, I'm not coaching anymore. And now it's really just individualized because I can really work with that individual player to really help him with those things. And and like you said, and that's kind of a big thing, you know, to, to see it. You know, can you really see it? Are you sure? Because, you know, to, to look at it once, I, I don't think you can really see it. And then do you understand it in a way that, okay, and are you sure what we talk about here? I'll be crystal clear. <laughs> One week, two weeks, three weeks. Because I think if you see it, over and over, you understand it? Okay. I think that's obviously a very good chance you're going to apply it. And then if you go apply it in the game, I can almost guarantee you that that's going to help you because that's going to grow the confidence and that's going to help you to feel better about your game. And also you're going to be not showing the things that you're already good at or you are getting good at. I love it. I love it. Focusing on the strengths and making sure you're putting in the work on an individual basis. It's uh, it takes a lot of work as a coach, that's for sure. But it's uh, it's the way you got to do it. And uh, you're doing some awesome stuff in the game right now. And the fact that you're using your experiences to be able to to help the kids of today coming up. I mean, what what an incredible incredible experience it is. I'm sure for those kids to be able to to work with you. And and uh, what an incredible experience for our listeners to be able to share a little bit of your journey here today. And and uh, we so appreciate you taking the time out of your night to to speak to us about uh, about your journey and about the game. And uh, we appreciate it so much. And we wish you nothing but the best of luck and anything that we can do to help you out in the future. Certainly, let us know. 
Yeah, I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me on. I mean, I really enjoyed that. It was probably my longest interview in a long time, <laughs> um, but but it was lots of fun because you know I really enjoyed talking about these things because I do really have lots of passion for it. I do enjoy it, and as you mentioned, that yeah, these kids enjoy it. No, guess what? That uh, it goes both ways. You know, I enjoy <laughs> sure. it well as, as much as they do because then you see the results and and you see the smile on their faces, and that's 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 priceless. You know, I love sure. it. I love it. That's awesome. Well, great stuff, yeah. and hope to keep in touch in the future. And uh, again, awesome. thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care. Yeah.